Ah, spring. Nothing like the world progressing towards summer to inspire your own progress. That's what life's all about, in your career, relationships, and your finances. Let's talk about that last one. With the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa Credit Card, it's easy to start building credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments with no annual fees or interest. So your weekly grocery run can feel even more productive, and that morning coffee can taste like a little victory. And if your credit scores grow, so could your opportunities to get lower rates on loans, like for a new ride or finally having a home to call your own. Sounds like progress, right? With Chime's Secure Credit Card, you can start improving your credit scores right away. Get started today at chime.com build. That's chime.com build. Chime feels like progress. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal and OTC advance fees may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to chime.com disclosures for details. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Listening to Noah gives me hope for the future. <laughs> I love it. My kids love it. We all listen to Noah Ring. You are tuning in to the left's youngest nightmare on the radio, Noah Ring. How are we doing? Coastal Georgia. It's a great day. It's been cold this week. I will tell you something right now. As somebody who has spent my entire life in Coastal Georgia, not a big fan of the cold. N- not not a fan. Personally, I think if the weather was 70, eh, let's say 73 to 75 degrees, 72 in there, 70, 75 with a slight breeze, a little overcast, that, that, that's my perfect weather. I've never been a big beach guy either because I think 112 degrees is just too high. But you did not come to listen to me talk about the weather. That's why we have the weather forecast here on WCGA every day. Today, we are going to talk about something more important, and that is Brian Kemp sucks at voter suppression. As we know, early voting is going on right now. Um, But I think that what we need to talk about is how bad he is at early voting. Because we've heard the Democrats say for the last five, six years that Brian Kemp in particular is trying to suppress the votes. They've been saying that, He removed over a million black people from the voter booth. And what they don't say, that they being Stacey Abrams, the president of the earth, what she's not saying is the fact that the voting law that Brian Kemp used to purge inactive voters was actually a law that Stacey Abrams co-sponsored and voted for back in the 90s slash early 2000s. Because there's like multiple voting laws that, that affect this. But we're seeing record, record high turnout in both locally and in the entire state. And, and more specifically than just, oh, more people are voting. There's a higher percentage of minorities voting than ever before. And early voting at least. 
the numbers are somewhere between 35 to 40 percent of the people who have voted so far are are minorities throughout the entire state and obviously minorities only make up about 25 to 35 percent of the population so they're they're out voting in, in high numbers which we have heard republicans don't like so i guess brian kemp again sucks at his job of making this a, a low turnout election but the democrats are using these fear tactics and we're going to talk about this over the next two hours they're using these fear tactics that republicans don't want you to vote so therefore go vote that's what they're trying to do that is their goal because they know that the vast majority of the population of the state, of the country, of every, everywhere, is not on board with them. They know that. But instead of doing what, I don't know, say a reasonable person would do and says, huh, if people don't like me, maybe it's their problem and I should just keep doing what I'm doing. We all have that friend who, in the friend group, who we are not necessarily... He's not necessarily, or she, or they, are not necessarily the favorite. But they never try to change. And we all have those, those friends. And so the Democrats are, are attacking this twofold. First, they are, as, well, as we saw in 2020, they're stuffing the ballot boxes. That's, there's undisputable evidence. Go to 2000mules.com. If you haven't seen that now, you, you have no reason. It's been out for four or five months now. But secondly... They're trying to rewrite the history of this country and brainwash, my, indoctrinate my generation to believe that we that people need help from the government. That's just not true. You do, we do not need the government to be successful. I think Clarence Thomas is a great example of that. Clarence Thomas was born in right outside of Savannah, Georgia, Pinpoint, Georgia. He went off to... American University, Yale Law, sorry. And he came back to the state of Georgia and could not find a job in the state of Georgia due to the racial segregation in the 60s and 70s. And obviously it's a good thing that he didn't find a job in Georgia because it probably would not have led to him being the de facto chief justice of the Supreme Court. But think about, think about him. If he can succeed, if Barack Obama can succeed under free market capitalism in America, our free market capitalistic society in America, who can't succeed? We obviously don't start from the same starting line. That's undoubtedly true. That's undoubtedly true. Nobody's going to argue that everybody starts at the same level. If you're born into a multi-million dollar family, you're starting a heck of a lot farther up than somebody who's born in an average family. Or in a poor family. But the Democrats don't like that model. And so they're attacking it two ways. They're trying to get you to vote for them. Which polls are showing time and time again that people don't want to. There's not a Democrat right now in the state of Georgia, running statewide I should say, that is beating the Republican opponents. Obviously in you know, like some of the congressional districts and state house districts they're polling ahead. But in terms of people running statewide... There's not one. There's not a single one. But then they're trying to do things like add diversity and inclusion in colleges so we can indoctrinate the youth. And I've told this story before, but there was a girl who I went to high school with who was pretty conservative, I would say. Came up from a good family. 
And then now she is basically an open leftist because she went to college and people look at their teachers. I didn't ever, but they look at their teachers and they think they must know what they're talking about. They have a degree. And anybody who's gone to college knows it doesn't take a heck of a lot to get a degree. I'm sorry. It's I, I'm friends with a lot of people in college. And sometimes I wonder about how you got here. And so it's even starting to affect us here locally. A lot of you out there know or have somebody, uh, that being a kid, who went to the College of Coast of Georgia or who goes to the College of Coast of Georgia. I went to the College of Coast of Georgia. Spent two years there. And now the College of Coast of Georgia is adding uh, a diversity and inclusion class. A uh, minor, sorry, a minor. And they are now making it a requirement to graduate. And straight from the College of Coastal Georgia's website, it says, quote, students will examine topics such as race, class, gender, sexuality, ethnicity, and disability to understand social differences and inequalities and to promote a more just and equitable society. Equitable. We don't like equitable. We don't. Equitable is not something this country was founded on. This country was founded on equality. This country was founded on the idea of equality. Meaning you and I have the same rights and the same ability to succeed. It's not about equality to the Democrats. It's about them pandering and giving as much out as they can. And so now once they've learned that voters don't care about abortion as much as they care about Democrats ruining our economy. They're ramping up this indoctrination on campuses. They are. The College of Coastal Georgia is one of the more conservative colleges in the state. I mean, it's in a very conservative part of the area. Don't know if you know this, but we got a lot of Republicans around here, and that's why people love it. That's why we're called Wonderful Coastal Georgia. That's why everybody comes here to visit. But now they're trying to teach your kids, hey, the government actually needs to step in to make it a more equitable society. And what does that look like long term? If you don't know, equity has always been what socialistic countries have used to push socialism. Hey, we need a more equitable society. Don't you hate that somebody like Bill Gates is a billionaire? Well, not they love Bill Gates, but don't you hate that Elon Musk is a billionaire? Elon Musk could eradicate world hunger. The Democrats are trying to build a society full of Democratic voters who even people who, who can, would be considered Republican in this model that they're trying to build are, are basically center leftists. They're pushing the Overton window so far and far and far over that if you don't agree with them on every single topic, they cancel you from society. They cancel you. As we're going to get into in the next segment, they're now voting to force the vaccine on children. You won't be able to go to school without it. Not just certain schools, not just college, elementary school, kindergarten. They're trying to take anybody who does not vision, envision their very narrow mindset and say, if you, don't, if you don't follow this to a T, you can't go to the school that your taxes pay for, which might be a good thing because you don't have to worry about being indoctrinated and be homeschooled. But th- this is not the model that George Washington would be rolling over in his grave right now at the idea that we just allow something like this to just happen. And we're sitting by. Not here at WCGA. We're fighting back. And I know you're fighting back. 
because we need to. All right, we'll be back here in just a few minutes right after this break. Don't go anywhere. WCJ 1100, left and ring. are now listening to the voice of young conservatism on the radio, Noah Ring. Hey, y'all. Noah Ring here. I'm your tour guide today through the news. It's WCGA 1100. This is Let Freedom Ring. You know, it's awfully coincidental normally when these handouts happen right before the election. So if you guys don't remember... This was back in August. President Joseph R. Biden took whatever he took to give two minutes of straight audio where he said, we are going to bail out students, more importantly, students who went and got basically gender studies degrees, women's degrees, all all these degrees that pay nothing. We're going to bail you out. We don't need to relitigate that. That happened back in August. Everybody knows about that. Well, the application file just came out. So you can go and you can register to get your aid reduced. Right before the election, during the early voting period of a lot of states, including Georgia, Georgia started obviously last Monday. It's kind of coincidental it happened right then. But here's the real thing. The real thing is not, should students be in this amount of student loan debt? That's, that's an issue we've already covered. But the issue here is student loan debt doesn't matter. If you are smart. So for instance, the College of Coastal Georgia just added a diversity and inclusion minor. If you have a minor in in diversity and inclusion, that is going to add $0 in salary to you. You are not going to be able to add anything to society. If you go to school, you become an engineer, an accountant, a lawyer, whatever, there's a very good chance you're going to pay off your degree. The average person who owes student loan debt owes less than $20,000. In fact, the only people, for the most part, who owe more than $100,000, the top 1% of student loan borrowers, are, by and large, doctors, lawyers. Account- they're very highly paid, highly professional people. Now, the average reason somebody has that much student loan debt and can't pay it off are people who went and flunked out of college and have the student loans, or people who went to these uber, uber liberal private colleges, like places like Bernal, places like Overton, places like typically campus reforms exposing for just overt liberal bias. Those places, they go there, they get in, the best degree that these people get is like an English degree. They go there, they, they major in underwater basket weaving, they major in gender theory. And they come out and they're like, oh, Time to get a job, except the only job you can get with a women's studies degree or a gender studies degree is going back to school, going in more debt, and going to teach gender studies. It's Realistically, it's a pyramid scheme. I'm not going to lie to you. But in the state of Georgia, we have a conservative running the university system of Georgia, Sonny Perdue, former Secretary of Agriculture under Donald Trump, former governor of the state of Georgia. And he rolled out a platform where you can go and see what your average degree earnings are. 
which is good because I think students need to be more informed about what they're going into. They need to be more informed about, hey, I'm going to go and get about $30,000 worth of debt. Is it worth it? Well, okay, well, let's go look it up. Oh, you're going to go be an engineering student at UGA? Well, your first year, you're going to make $90,000. You're going to be a nursing student at Georgia State University? Okay, your first year salary is going to be $85,000. So for $30,000 of debt, it's not terrible. That's not, that's a good cost-benefit analysis. That's not the problem. The problem is places like the College of Coastal Georgia that have these diversity and inclusions degrees and these sociology degrees. They add nothing to society. Reading straight from the university's website, it says, quote, students will examine topics such as race, class, gender, sexuality, ethnicity, and disability to understand social differences and inequalities and to promote a more equitable, equitable society. You see how it's not equal society? It's equitable. Equity is the buzzword that is used so they don't have to say socialism. So they don't have to say, we're taking your money and giving it to other people who are less fortunate, probably because they went to school and majored in women's studies or diversity and inclusion. That's what they're doing. We need to not allow this to happen. I personally would like to see the USG go through and remove a bunch of these. They did it earlier this year. They removed 70 majors and minors at various schools throughout the state. Because these schools, and you may not even realize this, you have a say because your tax dollars fund these schools. If you buy the lottery tickets, you fund my my Zell Miller scholarship. Thank you so much. I really do appreciate that. However, if you are a taxpayer, if you are a citizen of the state of Georgia and you vote, these people represent you. We have the power to call the members of the USG and tell them, hey, we don't want that. And in fact, the phone number, if you want to, and I, I'm not telling you you have to, but I'm telling you you should. The phone number for the University System of Georgia, the Board of Regents, the people who you are represented by, is 404-962-3049. That's 404-962-3049. They're able to be lobbied. They did not want Sonny Purdue to be the chancellor. I started Students for Sunny and lobbied him. And now Sonny Purdue is the sitting chancellor of the University System of Georgia. We can, we can get this eradicated because we can get rid of these very liberal degree seekers. These very liberal degrees that produce leftists. We can save the state. We'll be right back here in a few minutes. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. 
And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Grand Canyon University makes earning your degree possible with over 130 academic programs for traditional campus students with more than 80 bachelor's programs offered online. GCU provides you with the personal support you need from complimentary unofficial transcript evaluations within 24 business hours to scholarships, academic support, and your GCU graduation team led by your own university counselor. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. You are tuning in to the left's youngest nightmare on the radio, Noah Rick. Welcome back. It's Let Free Ring right here on WCGA 1100. My name is Noah Ring. I am your tour guide through the next two hours of news. Today, on this segment of Left Ring, we'll be talking about Camden County, which obviously we love Camden County. We are Camden County's radio station of record. So what I want to talk about is Kingsland versus St. Mary's. So Kingsland, Camden County, Kingsland, is a thriving city on a hill. Kingsland is a very let's say conservative city. They didn't really lock down for any COVID restrictions for more than pretty much what everybody locked down for a couple of months. St. Mary's is still somewhat locked down. And I I believe the best way to explain this is sort of like, it's sort of telling you a story. So one of the people who really encouraged me to get involved in politics was a guy named James Sparks. He was my government teacher in 10th grade, AP government. He always you know, said, Noah, what do you want to do when you get older? And I said, you know, Mr. Sparks, I don't know, probably be an accountant. And not, not that there's nothing wrong with being an accountant, but after taking accounting one and two, probably no way that I would have had a fun life doing that. I'm just going to be 127% honest with you. The accountants of the world... They have, they're very good people. I know a lot of accountants. However, not for me. And he encouraged me because we would always have a lot of discussions in class. It's a government class. We'd talk about all, you know, abortion and everything like that. And he would, he would act. He, he was the type of professor, teacher that you should be. He, he would challenge people. Now, I knew he was conservative. He was a retired army captain from Vietnam, and he, he very conservative guy. But he always encouraged me to get involved. And I remember this was sophomore year, and we go on to a senior year. He and I were talking, and we were discussing, and at the time, it, it was something along the lines of Kingsland voted to pay off about, a, I think, about a million dollars in in, or in debt so they would save... I don't know, like $50,000 a year in interest. And St. Mary's at the same time, they were going through a scandal, some sort of scandal that was going to cost the city like a couple hundred thousand dollars, basically because the city violated a bunch of rules that you just shouldn't violate. Obviously, you shouldn't violate any rules. Unless it's draconian rules from the federal government, like get vaccinated, you can violate that. That's fine. However, 
he he remember t- I remember then him telling me that's a stark difference. This is when shortly after Mayor Day got elected, who has been probably the best mayor Kingsland's had in the last modern history. He's turned the city around if it wasn't for him. And we had elected a somebody who is if we had elected if we had elected a Democrat, I would hate to see what, what Kingsland would look like now. But we we have two stark differences. So a lady I know named Jolene Anderson puts on a Mardi Gras event every year in Camden County. And for the longest time, it was right there at the little strip of the waterfront. Well, she has, she, she took it to St. She took it to Kingsland because St. Mary's just would not let her have it. They did, they did let a Juneteenth parade happen, which is, you know, I'm not going to say that's inherently political, but it is something that I think could be argued it's inherently political. That the same person who said, I don't want there to be a Mardi Gras parade said, I want there to be a Juneteenth parade. Hey, not for me to judge. However, it has now been in Kingsland and it's just announced for the next year, at least for this year. And I think the next two years, it'll be in Kingsland over St. Mary's. And for those of you who don't know, who may not live in Kingsland or St. Mary's, maybe a Glen County listener, Savannah listener, whatever you are, there's a very stark difference between Kingsland and St. Mary's. You go through Kingsland, you don't see a lot of vacant commercial lots. You do see some lots that are going to be vacant because that pastor stole some money to buy them, but you don't see a lot of vacant lots. You go through St. Mary's, and, and somebody said to me the other day, Engineer Rob, we call him, said to me the other day that he counted roughly 80 vacant commercial lots. And, and let me tell you why. The reason why, a couple of years ago, I was starting a company and I looked you know, at St. Mary's, Kingsland, Woodbine, the county, where do I want to put my business license? And so I called St. Mary's City Council, not the City Council, but I called St. Mary's City Hall, that would be. And I said, hey, you know, I want to get a business license. What, what do I have to do? Keep in mind, this was not going to be like a restaurant. This was not going to be like a store. This was not going to be, this was an online business. I'd started making a little bit of money off of you know, brand deals and stuff on social media. And I, I want it to be legal. And they told me that first off, my business license would cost $33 per month per, or $33 per year per employee, which for a one man band, not a terrible idea. However, you look at a company like, for instance, there is a restaurant chain that if I said the name St. Simon's, the St. Simon's crowd would very much know exactly what I was talking about, but I don't want to tell the owner's business. He wanted to move it to St. Mary's or not that one, but he wanted to open another one in St. Mary's. And he basically came to me and he said, the business license alone would cost me like five, $6,000 a year. He just couldn't justify it. I don't blame him. Another story. When my buddy Brennan opened uh, Silvo customs right after high school, he rented a building right there on on the strip of St. Mary's where he was going to obviously detail cars. Well, the problem is he rented it and he didn't really have a lot of leeway to paint the building and put logos on. So he said, I'm going to get some yard signs. He put some yard signs up. And code enforcement, who I guess has nothing better to do, comes to him and he says, hey, you cannot have these yard signs up without a permit. He goes, what are you talking about? 
you have to get a permit to put yard signs up in front of your business. Why? Hey, I don't know. But that's what some city ordinance in St. Mary's that some city council members, however long ago, voted for. Here's another story. There was James Jewelers. James Jewelers, when a storm came through a while back, knocked over his sign that has been there for as long as I've been around. And he thought, I can just go put it back. Well, unfortunately, he had to go apply for another permit because he wasn't grandfathered in because it was a, quote-unquote, a new sign. St. Mary's is probably, in all extents and purposes, a failing city. There are no businesses in their right mind that would open in St. Mary's if they can have a place in Kingsland they can open. There is no, I wouldn't do it. I didn't do it. Why would you expect somebody to do it? Why would you expect that to happen? Now, we have some elections coming up in St. Mary's. We have some people running who, in all, in all, in all purposes, will be the same old, same old. Now, I'm not going to be up here, and I'm not going to tell you anything bad about any of the candidates, but I do want to talk about one candidate in particular. His name is Chad Ingram. Now, I've known Chad for a couple of years now, and I will say this for those of you who happen to be a Republican, which I think is probably all of you because not a lot of Democrats listen to talk radio unless they are just want to hate listen. Chad Ingram has a long history of helping the party. And Chad has expressed to me for years, even way before he considered running, he expressed to me just how awful it is in St. Mary's to try to get things done. He's watched the city go and all these lots come up vacant. And I think Chad truthfully does have what it takes to be a good city council member because we need a lot of them. Camden County is a two and a half, roughly, to one Republican to Democratic city. There are a bunch of Republicans who live in St. Mary's. It's a very Republican county as well. But we allow the city to be governed by Democrats through the eyes of nonpartisanship. Now, I've always, for a while, said we should we should make it partisan. I've said that for a while, but unfortunately, that's just not happening right now. And I will say this about Chad's opponents more broadly. Uh, we have a city council member in St. Mary's who is a go-along, get-along type of guy. He very much enjoys being the title of a city council member of St. Mary's and what that affords him. And he doesn't stand for anything. Have you ever gone to church and you sit through a two-hour sermon, however long it is, and you realize, I don't know that I learned anything. Well, that's what this guy's like. And that's what one of Chad's opponents are like. The other one, I've never met him anywhere. He tried to tell me that I, I knew him. I don't know how. I have no clue. Now, I'm not saying that the people running for post two in those other two races are bad people. I'm not saying that. But I am saying that if you want somebody who's going to stand for their convictions and who knows dealing with Kingsland and St. Mary's for various events for the GOP, Chad Ingram's your guy. And you know me. I don't 
I'm not an endorser. I don't endorse. I don't like to get in between. But I will tell you this. I enjoy living in Kingsland because we have all the businesses. We have all everything. And it's against my best interest to try to get a good city council in St. Mary's that will bring business. But I think looking at Chad Ingram, looking at that very closely, I think that he could do a very good job because I think that these other two people running are good guys. However, I want people who I know are going to fight and who I know are going to make this city a better city. And just knowing Chad for the last couple of years, I I know he'll do that. I know he's a Republican and there's not a lot of Republicans on that city council. A lot of people try to tell me John Morrissey was a Republican. There's no way. Somebody sent me a picture of him like three weeks ago walking into a store with a mask on. So that's all I'm gonna that's all I'm gonna say on that. If you're still wearing a mask in 2022, we already know who you voted for. Might as well just go ahead and tell us your pronouns. I'm I'm sorry. Unless you have a legitimate reason. Sometimes I wake up and I don't want to I don't want to get ready and get dressed and I look terrible and I put a mask on so nobody recognizes me. That that's a joke. I actually don't do that. But nonetheless, we'll be right back here on the other side. Be good. We'll see you here in a few minutes. are tuning into the left's youngest nightmare on the radio, Noah Rick. Hey, 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 we're back. Right here on WCGA 1100. It's Left Freedom Ring. It's your best friend, Noah Ring. I want to talk about Spaceport. And I know what you're thinking. Noah, Spaceport Camden is the most polarizing issue in Camden County. And to that, you are correct. Many people have asked me, what do I talk about when I come to Camden? I said, if you are not educated on it, do not talk about Spaceport Camden because you will make somebody upset. And I want to talk about it because there was a Supreme Court hearing the other day where Pearson Cunningham, who is the county's attorney, basically asked the Supreme Court of the state of Georgia to ignore the will of the people and allow them to force this to happen. And Justice Carla McMillan had perhaps the funniest, the funniest response. Because what they're arguing is that the probate judge, Judge Bo Sweat, did not have the ability to have this election. Did not have the ability to have this election. And for those of you who do not know, A probate judge is responsible for considering the petition, conducting the election, and certifying it to the Secretary of State. Bo Sweat did all that. It hit the required 10% threshold. It actually went over a little bit. And there was an election in which 72% of people said, hey, guess what? We don't want this. We don't want to buy the Union Carbide property. So Justice McMillan said, How can the probate judge not have jurisdiction to consider the petition that the constitutional home rule provision says that's the job of the probate judge? In other words, how is it unconstitutional for the probate judge to do his job? I mean, come on now. That's like saying it is unholy. It is not allowed 
for that person, that person to take my order at Chick-fil-A. He's not qualified. Well, he's, he's the cashier here. That's pretty much what they're saying. They're not even trying to hide the fact at this point that they do not care about what you and I said. 3,500 people signed a petition to have the vote. And then 72% of those people who voted said, hey, guess what? We don't want it. It's not, we're not, we don't want to buy this. That's not what we want to do. And unfortunately, we've elected people who said, I, I don't care. In fact, I was talking to future Commissioner Jim Goodman, and he was telling me that a couple of months ago, he was at a meeting of the Board of Commissioners in which Lanny Brandt, who won by 50 or so votes over Tyler Murray in the primary back in 2020, which I wish he would have lost, somebody asked him something along the lines of, the people don't want this. And he looked the people in the eye and said, I don't care what the people want. We want it. That's verbatim. That's not, that's not a quote because they don't record these things for some reason. But in, these people are supposedly Republican. These border commissioners, these five people we elect to represent us, they're supposedly Republicans. They're supposedly people who say, hey, I represent you. Because that's what Republicans say. Republicans say you can better decide how we do things rather than the government can. And a lot of that is our fault because we don't go and we don't go to these meetings. We don't let them know, hey, we don't like this. But even when we do, we have an entire election. They try to throw it out. Now, people I know who work for the state Supreme Court have told me it is very likely, very likely that the Supreme Court will side with Sweat that this petition was legal. And also, it's pretty pretty apparent that a lawyer, Bo Sweat, says it's legal, and five county commissioners who are not lawyers, because it doesn't seem like they know the law that often, said it's not the law. Now, I'm not going to be the one to say this. I don't typically believe in appeal to authority, but I probably would believe a lawyer over somebody who's never read the law. That's something that I would believe in. That's my personal opinion on it. However, some people disagree. And I suppose that people get the right to disagree. But ultimately, I believe the Supreme Court will side with Camden County voters in this, not the Camden County Board of Commissioners. And you remember a couple of months ago, it was over the summer, when we talked about them not wanting to give them being the Board of Commissioners, not wanting to give the library $30,000. Right now, we are funding both sides of this Supreme Court case because we have to pay for both sweat and we have to pay for the Board of Commissioners. Now, unfortunately, we cannot talk pay from the Board of Commissioners and make them pay for it. However, maybe we should. Maybe we should say if you really want to you really want this to be a thing, everybody take a pay cut to pay back what we're having to spend in legal fees. Cuz it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. They haven't released the exact number yet. 
I've sent in a FOIA request. They haven't released the exact number yet, but when they do, I, I'll bring that information to you because it's important. It's also going to be important to let you know for those of you living in Post 2, District 2, yeah, there's going to be one person on the ballot. There is another person running named Ben Goff and Martin Turner, who is the nominee who won the primary over Steve Winkle. He, has, uh, he hasn't made it very clear what he will do about Spaceport. At this point, I was kind of pro-Spaceport probably this time a year ago. However, the amount of people who I've met who become anti-Spaceport because of this draconian lockdowns that they're trying to do, they're trying to push Spaceport down our backs, make us pay for it. We've already paid $10 million. That could have funded that library for 30, 300 years. Sorry, not a math major. Not a math major. I'm not a math major, but I am a political analyst, commentator, and I'm smart enough to realize when we, the taxpayers, are getting stiffed. All right, we'll be right back here at the top of the next hour. Don't go anywhere. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.